0: So good to see everybody here this morning. Are you glad to be in church today? Amen. Amen. Good to see everybody. Listen, if you are here with us today and you are new, this is your uh, first weekend to be with us or the first couple of weekends to be with us, then uh, you need to know that this is not our normal weekend. This is Life Group launch weekend, and it's something that we've been uh, preparing since the fall. And uh, Rob and Beth Davis are our life group pastors. They've done an incredible job. And so uh, today is that day. And so we have a condensed service uh, so that you can have time uh, to go and pick out a life group and get in one and ask questions and all of those great things. So I'm not going to speak long today, and um, but I do have uh, some, some thoughts to share with you. I think every week I say, I don't, I'm not going to speak long, and I end up, you know, 40 minutes into it, (laughs) but um, I just want you to know that if you are new, this is a weekend that is still applicable to you. It's a great weekend to hop into a life group. If you're exploring a new church or you're trying to find a church home, this is actually a great weekend uh, for you to be part of us. So I want to start today with Acts chapter 5, and so if you have your Bible or an app, I want you to go there with me. Um, Acts chapter 5, and I want to just show you some of the template that was taking place in the New Testament as it pertains to life groups, something very, very important. So Acts chapter 5, verse 42, I'm going to read the ESV today, but this is what it says. And every day, everybody say every day, in the temple and from house to house, they did not cease teaching Jesus as the Christ. So this was something that in the early church was a daily routine of coming together. If you back up about three chapters, it tells you in in the second chapter of Acts that they um, submitted themselves to the apostles' teaching, they broke bread, and they basically shared the story of Jesus. And it was happening house to house to house. Now this is now a fancy way of what we would call a life group. So coming together in homes, the breaking of bread, the sharing of stories, um, it is something that is so powerful and relevant to a local church that without this, without having us in small groups coming into community or what I would call biblical community, we forfeit a very big part of who we can be as a church. And so I think we just can't overlook this part because the church was exploding. The Bible tells us thousands were being added. Obviously, there wasn't a place to house them, so that's why we we read about them meeting uh, outside, on the side of hills, in fields. We read about them just kind of gathering in. But something powerful was happening in homes, As they were going house to house, telling the story of Jesus, getting to know each other, getting on board, this was really the strength of the local church. And I've told you this many times, I love what what we do on a weekend. I think it's great. This time together is awesome. I love corporate worship. I grew up in this environment. Of course, I come from a Sunday school background, but I grew up in in this environment where we come together, we sing loudly, we praise God together, we pray for each other, we hear the Word together, but there is something very, very significant about being home to home. So I want to show you this slide that I showed you a few months ago, and it talks about or it symbolizes the levels of church. Okay, and if you re- remember this, you know where I'm going, but I just want to recap it for just 60 seconds. This is, this is the different levels of how people are involved in a local church, okay? So community is obviously that. It's people who are on the periphery, people who might come to a candlelight service or to an Easter service, and they, they show up and they enjoy it. They're blessed by it, so to speak, but they're not really engaged, Okay? And then they drop into a crowd. Okay? And a lot of churches have, have crowds, especially in the Bible Belt. Uh, our churches tend to be larger in the, in the south. And so um, we, we have a, a crowd. But then there's these last two levels that are significant, and they break away from the community and the crowd, and they drop down into the congregation. Now the congregation is definitely life group. When you join a life group, you are moving from crowd to congregation. When you serve, or this is the way I always teach it, when you serve, you're dropping from congregation to core. And so you'll hear a lot of pastors say, "How do we get people from the door to the core?" How do we move them in? How do, we, how do we get people more and more and more engaged where the local church is part of their weekly? Okay, now, here in Acts, it was part of their daily, house to house. Okay, so I, I want you guys to just leave, leave this slide up while I'm talking. But I want to remind you that Jesus had a small group. He dealt with crowds everywhere we read where he was a crowd would gather. One story tells us that they were sitting down to eat and the crowd started coming in so much so they couldn't even eat. But he had a group of people that he spent time with and revealed heaven to and unveiled stories that were so mysterious to every generation before. It was something powerful about him breaking away from the crowd for a moment to come into this core group of people. Paul echoed this obviously by meeting in homes. As a matter of fact, up, up until 1980, most church plants started in a home. So he said, let's let's get into a living room, get five or six families, and let's just see where God takes it. Okay, so this, this whole doing a, a launch of a church and it exploding is relatively new in church history. Why is this so important? Because it lays the foundation for intimacy to take place in a church. Meaning this, people know each other. That's what makes a church strong. It's not the crowd. It's not a metric of a number of attendants on a Sunday morning. It's how well our people know each other. How well they are connected. So let me ask you something really quick. And I'm not trying to embarrass you. I'm asking us to be very honest. How many of you would say that you know 10 families at our church? Just raise your hand. 10. Okay. How many of you would say that you know 20 families? Okay. How about 30? 40 families. Okay, so about 40. Everybody clocks out. Let me give you some perspective. 400 families call New Life Church home. Now, they're not here all at the same time, obviously. But they call it home. They're here. They're coming. Some come once a month. Some come every other week. Okay, But 400 families, if you ask them, what church do you go to? They would say, oh, we, we go to New Life Church. It's, it's amazing to me how many people I'll talk to on a weekly basis. They'll say, hey, do you know so-and-so? And I'll say, yeah, they go to our 9 a.m. service. What? I didn't know they go to our church. Yeah. What, sir, what service do you go to? The, uh, the 11 o'clock service. What y'all don't realize is this place is like pastoring two churches. Because the nine don't know the 11. Some of y'all are going to go to life group with people, and you're going to go, hey, welcome to New Life Church. And they're going to be like, I've been here five years. What are you talking about? I was going to tell you the same thing. So, life groups, and let me just give you these really quick, quick thoughts, then I'm going to wrap up. Life group... This is going to be a, a country boy point right here. Life group is not like steak. Okay? It is like gumbo. All right? Everybody say amen. You're not going to hear that anywhere else in the world today. This is, this is creative preaching right here. When you go get a steak, you ask for your favorite cut, and they bring it out, and you kind of know, I mean, no matter where you are, I mean, depending on a few restaurants, but for the majority, your brain tells you, I know what to expect. Because I've had this cut of meat my whole life. I always order the same thing. I know what it's going to be. But gumbo is very different based upon the recipe, on the ingredients, about what came out of a ditch. Right? Crazy Cajuns. We kind of know, yeah, I mean, this is what it's going to be like, but but we kind of don't know. And so everybody's gumbo is different based upon the ingredient. That's what a life group is like. And so you can't get hung up on going. I want my life group to be steak. I mean, I want it to be perfect people who would eat where I where I, I, I would eat, and they kind of make what I make, and they kind of do what I do, and they kind of see God the way I see Him. And that to me would be the perfect life group. Listen, that would be the worst life group ever because everybody in it is like you, right? What makes it so good is that everybody in it. It's so different. It's distinct. And that's what makes a church beautiful is that it's not comfortable. It's not always predictable. It's not always going, hey, I know exactly what to expect and anticipate. Second thing, life groups are as much about you as they are about our church, meaning this. Every life group that you get in, you're going to learn something and you're going to give something. It is a give and take relationship. You're going to learn something about people. You're going to learn a new social skill. You're going you're gonna to learn to stick with people. You're going to learn to pray in different ways. You're going to learn to be sensitive in different ways. And yet you are also going to impart something great into that life group. This is what makes the beauty of the New Testament church so amazing. People from all kinds of backgrounds coming together, house to house, breaking bread, telling the story of Jesus, and how he affected and impacted their life. So, third and final is this. Life groups will increase your level of care. All right? Life groups help you drop from crowd to congregation. I want to be very sensitive here, but I also want to be very truthful, and that is this. A lot of people in the crowd don't care they're being served, they're being taken care of, maybe they walk away with something from the experience of being together, but the care level isn't there. I tell you this story often, I, find, I, I bet I tell this three times every year, but I remember one time in the early days of our church... I remember being in my office one morning and I was looking out out the window and a gentleman had parked and he was coming inside and he's just kind of moseying in and for some reason he caught my attention. I'm watching him and he looked down and he saw a piece of trash in the parking lot. It was small. It wasn't like a cup or a pizza box or something like that, but it was just like, like a gum wrapper or something. And he sees it and he bends down and he takes it and he picks it up and he wads it up and sticks it in his pocket. And I thought right there, that guy is now an owner of this church. That guy is not in the crowd. Why? Because he's treating that church like it's his own place. He went from renting to owning. He's moving from crowd to congregation. When we are getting to know each other, I mean, the good, the bad, the ugly, the awkward, the weird, the eccentric, all the things that make us a great church, a good gumbo. When you get to know those folks, it raises your level of care. Recently, Tim Powell, our pastor in Greenbrier, was telling me, he said, I had an emergency at our church, like something that was significant at the hospital. And he said, so it was just minutes from the time I got a call to the time I got over there. And he said, by the time I got to the hospital, I walked in, and the entire life group was already in this person's hospital room. And he said, it just reminded me, that is what the church really is. It's friends and relationships and community coming together to minister to people. It's dropping from crowd congregation. That's why we take a whole day right now today to get you plugged in, to get you in house to house, to make sure that you are getting to know people, that you are getting out of the comfort of always ordering the same cut of meat and getting you into some ingredients that you're not used to, but could be incredible for you. Okay? So what to expect this this morning? We've asked that our kid life and little life continue to go forward um, even though we're cutting the service very short, 30 minutes short. Because we want to give you the time so you don't have to check your kids out today until 10-10. Now, if you check them out early and we find unsupervised children, I'm going to give them a Red Bull and a free puppy and bring them to you. Okay? If I find kids run across the stage, they are getting sugar and a puppy. All right? So it's your call. <laughs> All right? But you can leave them in there. Now, what I want from you are three things when you walk out of here. Number one, I want, I want you to stick around. Okay? It's, it's your will if you're like, oh, gosh, um, I'm new. This is so awkward. This is, I, I just can't do it. We, we are going to try to wrangle you in. You're going to see people at the door holding you back. But we want you to stick around. Okay? we got some great leaders for you to get to know, some great groups And so you can still get out of here in plenty of time. But second, I want you to ask some questions. I want you to talk to these life group leaders and ask them, what is this group about? Find out what's going on. How is this going to impact my family? How is it going to impact me? What's going to be the vibe of this particular group? And then sign up for one or multiple groups. Now, write well enough that we can respond to you, okay? You give us some crazy email address that we can't read. We can't reach out to you this week, and that's what we want to do. We want to tell you what's next after, after you've signed up. And I've been telling you this for weeks, okay? But here's the big truth about this. If you get out there today and you don't like any groups, start a group. You are not forced into these. It's your call. But if you don't feel the connection with anything that we've planned for you, start a group. It's that important for us, okay? So stick around, ask questions, sign up, and you don't like it, start one, okay? Can we do that? So I want you to just take, take your time, mosey through here, leave your kids where, where they are, meet some new people, and let our church drop today from crowd to congregation, okay? Because the truth is, some of you might have been going here a very long time and you're still in the crowd. This is your day. okay? It's your opportunity. okay? Stand with me. I want to pray over you. And then I want to cut you loose to go and get in community. Father God, we love you. We thank you for this day.